Forget the whales. Don't worry about the trees. Just save yourself from watching this hippie piece of shit. Mother Gaia can suck a nut because we're about to terraform her a new asshole. We watched Earth Day. We watched it so you don't have to. So you know what that means. What is up, Moon Goons? Welcome to the next episode of Horrible Horror, the podcast where we watch the worst of the worst in horror movies. Movies so bad they're scary. I'm your host, Marshall Hampton. With me is my little worse for wear co-host today, but he's here. He made it, Mr. Aaron Southworth. A little worse for wear, yeah, but I'm here. I'm here to watch this movie that we... Uh... We actually were thinking about making it the first move, yes, movie. Yes, I, I, that's in our I'm glad you brought that up. This this yeah. movie I saw about a year ago, uh, and this is the one that kind of inspired me, or was a very strong motivator in actually doing this right. podcast. And it was nearly episode one, but that turned out to be stitches. Um, so I, it is only soon suiting with our one year anniversary coming up, and that yesterday was Earth Day. That just yeah, gets done. perfect. Yeah. Um, Speaking of Earth Day, uh, let's give one quick shout out to uh, and happy birthday to our friend of the show and recurring guest, uh, Sarah Samples. She had her birthday yesterday. Happy birthday, Sarah. Happy birthday. Um, we'll be sure to buy you some beers when we see you. Uh, moving on to this. This movie was released on April 22nd, 2009. Uh, so it was released on Earth Day. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah released on Earth Day. And uh, you can find it on Amazon streaming. That's the only place I think you can find it right now. Maybe YouTube. I don't know. But Yeah, I didn't really do too much um, digging. It's a little long. It's an hour and 41 minutes, which yeah. is a little long for this shitty of a movie. Yeah. Um, the I'm gonna get, I have this whole section about the director, so I'm going to come back to him. But the cast is not worth matching. <laughs> Zero buddy in there. I found it funny that the only person who has any kind of filmography or resume it doesn't even come into movies like the last five minutes of the movie. Really, and um, yeah, uh, Doctor Felchenstein, who because pl- at the very very end, <laughs> uh, played by Media Meda Belove, Medea, oh, Medea Belove. Um, she is, <laughs> the only thing on her credits is she is an uncredited production assistant on the classic Animal House, supposedly, <laughs> along with an uncredited Delta girl. So she was like a party girl or something in the movie as like an extra. Okay. That's it. <laughs> uh, now, the crazy thing about the craziest character or person involved in this movie is obviously the director and writer of the movie. Writer, producer, director, one-man machine here. Who goes by the name Mr. Oolala. Mr. Oolala, parlez-vous francais, yes. you know, now, oui, oui, <laughs> bonbons and that shit. My God, Mr. Oolala. This guy, it's funny you're doing the French accent because that's that's going to come uh, come back in a second. Really? Yeah. Um, this guy was actually on the Jerry Springer show years ago. <laughs> and uh, he then later went on to have a somewhat, I guess, decent career as a manager on 
character manager on the local and like the indie pennant wrestling circuit. Huh. Where his character was a uh, pro wrestling life coach and a faux Frenchman. <laughs> so um, the interview with him on Jerry Springer is hilarious, by the way. Yeah. It's him because he's in a love triangle with two girls. They are fighting over him. And I, it's on YouTube. I highly <laughs> recommend you guys go watch it. It's hilarious. We should put it on our uh, page. Uh, it's a two-parter. It's ten minutes total, but it's two-part, part one and part two. Um, just to give you an idea of what you're in store, I do have a sound bite from the first part of this, which we're going to play for you right now. So enjoy this. To describe the way they feel about their lovers, please meet Mr. Ooh-la-la. Okay, I know. Is that, seriously, is that really your name? It is my legal name, Jerry. <laughs> what are you, you know nothing. It was my baptism into the life What's of your first Rome. name? Uh, I prefer for the men to call me mister and for the women to call me ooh la la. here for how long have i been over here yeah for about uh four years or so oh okay uh, okay mr Ulala, what's going on uh well for about the past eight months i have been uh, living with uh, Ru- trisha and courtney and uh trisha and courtney these oui. two are, yes we we and uh you have been or we have been oh we means yes you, oui. Oui. yes it indicates yes who's on first okay. I have, uh, I have been living with him for about eight months, and yeah. uh, as a provision of my rock and roll lifestyle, it, uh, <laughs> you know nothing. As a provision of my rock and roll lifestyle, it says that I have mes- must have groupies. You know, Jesus, he has the Christians, Hitler has the Nazis. I have my groupies, you know, they take care of me. They give me pleasure. So that's Mr. Ooh-la-la. <laughs> Why wasn't that guy in the movie? <laughs> yeah. Okay, that guy, at least he commanded a crowd. He got him screaming. Come yeah. on. Why I, wasn't that guy in the movie? I love how near the end, he he compares himself to Jesus and Hitler in the same sentence. Yeah. That alone is, was worthy of me playing this sound. Bite. That was pretty good. <laughs> so, all right. That that's uh, With that said, let's jump into the actual movie itself. Um, it opens up at Emerald City Park where four hippies are sitting around a freshly planted sapling, and they're talking about their dead friend, Pixie. Yeah. Now, Hippie One, his name is Leaf. Uh, he's a dude that seems to kind of hate everything, and he comes across as like a depressed emo hippie. He just hates everything. Kind of Kurt Cobain-ish, honestly. Just kind of like he seems to just carry his teenage angst into his adulthood. You know, yes, and he, I mean, he's, he's, he's still just, and then there's hippie number two, who is Lily. Now, she is your typical, like, tree-hugging hippie. She works at a nursery. Real crunchy. Wears Birkenstocks. S- selling plants to pay her rent, which 
Leaf hates, by the way. He's like, oh, you selling glow to pay the rent. Bleh. Yeah. And <laughs> She's doing something she wants to do and leaves yeah. down on it. Yeah. And then there's hippie number three, which I don't even know. We don't get her fucking name until the very, very end. But I think it turns out to be Simone. Later. Yeah. And she's not really and hippie she, no, so much. No. She, she seems at this point to have kind of become a singer. And she's working on her first album, which is about to be released for download only yeah. due to protect the earth. But other than that, she's kind of strayed from her hippie lifestyle. And then there's Hippie 4, who I just call Stoner, because that's exactly sure. what he is. He's your traditional pot-smoking stoner stereotype. Off the charts. Off the chart, yeah. yeah. So eventually they all leave, but Leaf stays behind for a bit to talk to Pixie. Kind of have a moment of remembrance with Pixie. And Yeah, so he's talking to her and the sapling, and he talks about how it's not the same without her around, and that they all let her down. He takes another drink from his wine bottle and then pours the last of it out for his dead hippie homie and walks away into the woods. Leaving the bottles behind. He does. Litterbug. Exactly. What kind of hippie are hippie. you? Exactly. Jeez, fake hippies. Those are the worst hippies. <laughs> Poser hippies. <laughs> uh, we see a pair of mud-covered feet, uh, which it seems walks up to the sapling, and a hand picks up the bottle. Now, back to Leaf. He's walking on this wooded path, and he stops to piss. And he says, when nature's calls, you don't put her on hold. And now the sounds of a fucking vuvuzuelo or didgeridoo. Didgeridoo, yeah. fucking heard. Leaf spins around. Yeah, so it's like you, you get the sense that he hears the didgeridoo. Yeah. Because right when it hits, he's huh, 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 yeah. looking around. The camera's spinning all around him. And <laughs> you see a hand pop up in the frame with the broken wine bottle. And it slices, the hand slices down at Leaf. And the broken bottle slices through lifts leaf's dick like butter <laughs> and he falls to the ground screaming in p- pain as Kool-Aid blood spurts out of his now severed penis. Spraying him in the face. Yeah. Just he, it's yeah. He he bleeds out and dies as the picture freezes and turns to green. And it goes it sounds like almost like an Atari effect. <laughs> like this weird digital effect where it sounds like, you know, Pac-Man goes, burr, burr, burr. you know, when he goes down. It's something like that. It's like, you know, like, like a really bad Atari 2600 effect. Uh, it really kind of is. You're, you're, that's a good on you for that one. Um, so now roll opening credits and what could be the worst opening credit music ever. It's basically like Muslim Wayne, like just blah, over an acoustic guitar with an occasional drum. It's shit. It's really bad. It's garbage. Mm-hmm. Um, so we get shots and shots of various nature scenes are shown. Parks, streams, squirrels, geese. You and get this goes picture. on for a while. Yeah, people walking in a park, and it goes on and on and on. It's like on. a public service announcement. Visit your local park. Yeah, pretty, it yeah. really kind of is. Yeah. And it finally it cuts to a detective and a cop standing over the now covered body of Leaf um, talking about the murder. The cop pulls back the sheet, and we get a close-up of the severed dick with and what looks like steel wool pubes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not kidding. These things look like it's just steel wool spray-painted brown or black. Yeah, that's exactly – that's a perfect – And then it's shoved yeah. on there. So – and in, in Leaf's mouth is another, like, wad of steel wool pubes, like, in his mouth. So the cop – Puts the severed dick in a Ziploc bag, sandwich bag. He doesn't use gloves. Do, no, the, the cop has the gloves. The cop have gloves, but the detective, the detective doesn't. The detective squats down to see what's in Leaf's mouth. And with his bare hands, he re- removes this ball of pubes, 
saying that unless the victim was grooming himself, the killer has left a calling card. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I, this makes zero sense. So uh, right off the bat, we're, we're yeah. Come on, I mean, come on. You, this this whole movie's setting it up for just a uh, kind of yeah. kind of vibe right off the bat. I mean. First of all, even if Leaf was manscaping, why in the hell would he put the ball <laughs> pubes in his own mouth? And why would he think that the killer would leave pubes as a calling card in the first place? Because that would be a immaculate DNA evidence right yeah, there. Yeah. If it's the own pubes. Here's my calling card. And Me. If it's Leaf's own pubes, detective is retarded because it does not take a genius to realize that this would have been a personal murder and not like a random killing where somebody leaves a calling You're card. giving it way too much credit, Marshall. It's, you're like uh, you're like thinking too deep here. I'm, I know, but it just... Uh, Wine anyway. bottle cutting off dick. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we started. Uh, all right. So, so also throughout this whole scene, the detective is eating like a panini. And then he sets the panini on Leaf's chest while he hands the cop a Ziploc bag full of the pubes picks the panini back up and takes a bite out of it. I kind of love that. As the cop covers up the body. So literally, he just ate food off of a dead body. Yeah. <laughs> oh, So now we cut to Hassan. So this is like a theme we're having with people eating food around dead bodies. Yeah. Because we've had two recently where they're in the morgue eating. That's just recently. We've had yeah. almost so many of them <laughs> have people eating around dead bodies. Um, so we cut to Hassan, who's on his knees, and he's looking like he's in prayer or meditation or something, and the cop and the detective come up and approach him. So let's get a load of Hassan really quick. So he's got the tra- some ethnic garb on, looks like a I guess, traditional Stereotype. Muslim. Yeah, stereo, very typical. Yeah, he's got the head covering and, the, and the, the, the clothing to match, and it's very stereotypical. Yeah, he speaks with a very bad accent when he speaks like this all of the time. The Super entire movie, absent, yeah. very much like Apu, all yeah. the time, talking like this. And he's just got a ton of makeup on. Yeah. You know, and it, um, it's brown face. I said, I didn't know if it was brown. I think he was actually, I don't know if it was that brown or not, but I, I thought he was. There was some yeah. pretty heavy makeup on. Um, so the detective tells him, to, first of all, there's a lot of like racism and, and racial profiling and stuff going on in this movie. Because um, the detective tells him to stop doing his yoga in the park, which is just him doing, you know, his Muslim just, prayer. Yeah. And. Uh, because basically it's closed for due to the murder. And the, then the cop tells the detective, no, Hassan's the one who found the body and he stayed here to help out, you know, to offer help. And it, he, Hassan tells him he was on his daily quest to find the freshest herbs and wildflowers <laughs> that the Pacific Northwest has to offer when he stumbled upon the body. So now we have a hippie Muslim on top right. of it. Um, Hassan looks, sounds, and it, like, we just the pure yeah. embodiment mm-hmm. of a middle... Eastern Muslim stereotype, um, except for he's like I said, he's a hippie and he's really into organic hair care. Like that's his shtick. Yeah, so he has a passion for hair. Yeah, like doing haircuts, hairstyling. Yeah, you know, uh, hair care yeah, overall. I mean, he is like the severely. That's his thing. Yeah, that's his thing. He's a severely less cool version of Adam Sandler's Zohan, basically. <laughs> and um, he's taken in by the cops. And the detective looks office. Detective office, first of all, looks like a fucking grade school classroom. It really does. That was like my first instinct. Is like, well, this is a school. He's this got a, a tiny, yeah. creep, crappy little desk. Yep. And it's sitting from like this Walmart chalkboard. Chalk yeah, chalkboard. Yeah. And the detective gets like super anti-Muslim and racist against the sound throughout the whole movie. 
Um, when I'm talking to other Kabbalistan and, and pinning them for murder, he's just, it's just a lot of like racial yeah. profiling and stuff. Um, now in comes this chick with a nose ring that kind of makes her look like a cow. It's like the, not just like the, the nostril, but like that. Well, she like, has the septum piercing. Septum, thank you. Yeah. Um, and she looks like she just came from a funeral because she's in all black, complete with a black veil, and she is a harsh-looking girl. Um, Hassan's released because she pays the bail, and when he exits the police station, we then we can't like you just said it's clearly a school that yeah, they filmed yeah, this at because yeah. there's a shitty little bike rack right next to the front door, and they just threw up this crappy like hand-painted sign above the door that says Emerald City Police. police. <laughs> so basically, we're in Oz now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we just went to Oz, and so the girl and Hassan they go for a walk in the park, and during this conversation, we learn a few things. One. That these two went on a blind date in the past, yeah. and her father chased them off because, well, he's a Muslim. Because he's, he's a Muslim. Yeah. Uh, and that this girl had a twin sister that died, which we assume at this point has to be Pixie, Pixie. they're talking about. And three, her father has become super overprotective since Pixie's death. Um, they also, in this conversation, talk about female castration, and that her father <laughs> wants to get her vaginal rejuvenation surgery... Which is like, holy shit, that's <laughs> fucked up for a father to be telling his daughter, hey, I want, let me give you vag rejuvenation surgery. And first of all, how would he even know that it needs that in the first place? <laughs> that is some creepy, creepy shit. Yeah, so, again, that's how the movie's going to yeah. go. <laughs> and we're still like in the first ten minutes yeah. of this movie. So the girl tells Hassan about how her mother basically killed herself by cleaning so much that she... Her continued exposure to bleach killed her, and this is what caused Pixie to become obsessed with organic shit and the hippie lifestyle. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking <laughs> retarded. Oh, I mean, I guess that's possible to be killed by bleach, but that how much that's a lot of fucking bleach. Well, you can't I mean this this has actually happened to people. This has actually happened to um uh, this girl used to date's mom uh, one time. If you're in a very tight quarters and you're using a lot of cleaning supplies, uh, if you're in a bathroom and you close the door, then there's not a lot of ventilation. You're down on the ground breathing, and you're, it's it's labor intensive on the hand scrubbing. Right. You start breathing it in. The next thing you know, people can get dizzy, pass out, and then breathe in those fumes and die. It okay. can happen. I don't it's really it can been happen, rare. But I'm just saying, like, but yeah, it's, it's been like known. She'd be cleaning there for a long fucking time for that to happen. Yeah, the girl's mom didn't die. She just she started getting dizzy and passed out late. She started to walk out of the room and lost her, um, just unconscious for a little bit. But still, it happened. So, in the middle of this conversation, Hassan takes off running out of nowhere. Just takes off like yeah. a bat out of hell at the sight of hippie Lily watering the sapling tree we saw earlier. And he warns her about the legal bullshit about altering plant life in a park. I mean, this is just hippie mumbo-jumbo up the ass, force-fed so much. Um, the, so the other girl catches up with him, and we learn, this is where we learn her name is Priscilla Peaver. And that, again, they and her and Lily also know each other. And um, side note, the girls, the actress who plays Priscilla, her name is, at least her stage name, this is Daphne Danger. Daphne Danger. Danger. Hmm. Yeah. Mr. Ooh-la-la and Miss Daphne, Daphne Danger. Danger. You should see. Oh, my God. If a lot you, of the names I noticed were. If uh, you look at IMDb or just yeah. look at the credits, the names of these people, these actors, are fucking insane. <laughs> like, who named these people? Oh, it's obviously. There's, like, Dawn Baby and Tracy Love and, and, and like, Koi something something. Like, it is ridiculous, the names <laughs> of these people. 
So after a really boring and badly acted conversation, Lily rides off on her bike, and we get a flashback of the four hippies protesting while Pixie is living up in a tree. And we see two logman workers are sitting off to the side talking, which made me think, like, so basically the these two guys, one of them has a chainsaw, are responsible for clearing all the trees <laughs> no. so the land so they can start building on the land. What's wrong with that picture? They have two guys in like short shorts and one chainsaw. And one chainsaw. They like cut off sleeves. It's like there's no like uh bulldozers. Right. No there's escort, nothing. Um, it's just a yeah. dude in a chainsaw. Yeah. Two dudes in a chainsaw. They're like, clear a whole force. You've heard two dudes in a truck or two two guys in a <laughs> two, truck. Two guys in a truck. Yeah, yeah. it's just two dudes in a chainsaw. So enter Dr. Percival Peaver. Oh, God. Who tries to talk Pixie out of the tree. He offers her plastic surgery, any plastic surgery procedure she wants if she comes down. And Priscilla comes into frame, too, at this point. Um, and Percival Peaver, let's just say this right now. He, this, the guy... Who, His acting is so ridiculous. It is so over the top. I mean, he is the cow that not just jumped over the moon, but jumped over, like, <laughs> Mars and Saturn and the astral, asteroid belt on the way back down. I mean, this guy is gone with his acting style. It's like Richard Simmons-esque. Oh, God. You know, God. it yeah. really is. Yeah, even like has, like, his, he's, got, like, he's kind of bald. He's got, like, ring around the head, but it sticks really out. Fro-y. Like, it's like fro-y. It's very like, fro-y like yeah. Richard Simmons. And he's just really, hands in the air, and yeah. I am full of drama. You know, yeah, just. Yeah, that's yeah. excellent. Yeah, yes, I mean, Richard it's Simmons. All totally. over the place. Um, Big eye rolls. Just, oh. Just, <laughs> oh, God. So, eventually, the cops leave, and the hippies celebrate their soon victory. And that night, the hippies come out from under the tree and they, they're singing and they're happy. playing their Hey, we drove them off. And the thing, it's just fucking, it's, a, it's Actually, annoying. they sing a whole song. They sing, it's, yeah. Yeah, they uh, sing a whole uh, song which, and you watch it. Which and... is like replayed like three or four times throughout this whole movie, that same song. Um, yeah. It's worse than fucking Ribcage. <laughs> I'd much rather listen to Ribcage than this hippie shit. So, um, Leaf ends up walking away as the others pass around a joint and we cut to Leaf who's, Standing in front of one of the loggers, it was in a standoff. Like one guy's holding, the, is holding like a thin stick, while the logger has a chainsaw, chainsaw. And like, a fight. chainsaw. Yeah. And the other logger stands back watching this. All right. <laughs> um, the other hippies hear the chainsaw and they go to see what's up. Stoner come, hits the guy with the chainsaw in the back of the log, knocking him down. And Lily throws hot water in the face of the other guy. <laughs> Not in his face. On his crotch. Oh, was it on the crotch? Because he started saying, okay. my goose is blistering. Okay, I, I didn't, I look, must look down. And I instead didn't. of taking him to the hospital, his buddy's like, don't worry, man, we'll take care of your goose. I'll get you to the bar as soon as I can. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I did. He said, let's get to the bar. Um, so the loggers get into the truck and they leave to go to the bar. <laughs> and Pixie. Well, they don't leave. Pixie, who somehow managed to get out of the tree, all, like, very easily all yeah. of a sudden. She just comes right now from nowhere. From the woods, trips over a stick, like which is basically a blade of grass right. at that point, falls to the ground. The truck backs up over her, crushing her head underneath the rear tires. And front tires. And front tires. <laughs> it goes all the way and, over yeah. her. Um, and it, it's ridiculous. Leaf has like another over like, no, Pixie, no, nah. mm. It's awful. And uh, back to the present. So flashbacks <laughs> over. The effect with it crushing the head, though. <laughs> It's bad, but it's bad in a good way. I kind of, I kind of liked it. I you was like, like I like the head popping. Yeah. Okay. So Priscilla says that her father took a plaster mold of her head and placed it on Pixie's body 
so they could have an open casket funeral. <laughs> These people it's are just insane. Fucking crazy. Like, literally insane. Yeah. And from out of nowhere comes Dr. Per- Peaver, who runs in and hits Hassan in the nuts with a tennis racket. <laughs> this is crazy. And then places his foot on Hassan's <laughs> chest in a victory pose saying, Tennis, tennis anyone? <laughs> and he calls Hassan, Hassan a son of Saddam. <laughs> Good God, this guy's so bonkers. Yes. Just off the charts bonkers. And his outfit is great. It's like this bright pink shirt. Bright pink with like, like a white sweater tied around his neck. White short shorts. He's got, he's got a racquetball racket. That's the best part. He doesn't even have a tennis racket. He has a racquetball racket. Tennis, anyone? God. So Dr. Peaver picks up Priscilla and tosses her over his shoulder. Yeah, yeah. That's... <laughs> As Lenore enters frame, and Lenore is the doctor's new wife, and her face is just covered in, like, surgical scars and tape. And, and heck, thick, heavy makeup. Yeah. You know, like, plastic surgery out. Yeah. yeah like, and she's an addict or something. Exactly. That's exactly uh, that's, the, that's the, the few yeah. I got. Um, and she fights Hassan as the doctor runs off with Priscilla. He's just hauling ass, carrying her over his shoulder. Yeah. Lenore gets Hassan in a rear naked choke just, he and chokes him out. Yeah. I mean, it's the worst Puts him to sleep. transition. Just, I mean, I'm watching this. I'm like, what? <laughs> Gets him in a rear naked choke, just UFC style, chokes him out, and then gets just up and yeah. prances off. Um, so later that night, back at the Peaver house, Priscilla, her father, and Lenore are sitting around the dining room table talking. And Lenore just like starts slapping down these huge chunks of meat on Priscilla's plate and everybody's plate. And I, this is where I like, Lenore is a weird looking woman. Besides just like the scars and the table, like her whole head and face is just... Mm-hmm. Very odd, very looking. angular. Yeah, I mean, it's it's she's tall, very tall person. She looks like a caricature yeah. or something. Like, yeah, like something. Like, she just got a very. She does had, not look normal. She had some work done. That's for yeah. sure. So, and this again, Doctor Peaver is so over the top in this scene. Like every scene he's in, he's just over the top. Um, Priscilla falls out of her chair after being drugged with something, but at the same time, I don't remember her ever. Actually eating or she, drinking anything in the scene. She said she was going to stick with ice water, but she. I don't but remember you never her drinking. Drink yeah, it. I don't remember her she drinking just it. Yeah, falls out of the chair. So, so it turns out her father and Lenore drug her and tell her that this time she will not be going to a rehab hospital, but rather they will be administrating the treatment, fade to black. And this is like the, they do like these weird like almost like fisheye lens, like they warp yeah, like the, yeah. the, the image. Everybody's mm-hmm. eyes are like like. It's like she's tripping. Yeah, yeah. it's like a trip effect and the next morning lenore wakes up priscilla who's now wearing an adult fleece onesie (laughs) and strapped to a bed uh lenore tries to feed priscilla some yogurt but she refuses (laughs) to eat it saying she would rather suck on paris hilton's pap schmear than eat yogurt like yeah (laughs) yogurt's kind of good depending (laughs) on what flavor it is but jesus Anyway, Lenore, well, we don't know how Paris Hilton's Pashmere is. It might be, yeah, yeah might be. maybe it's really tasty. Who knows? Like, who knows? Uh, so Lenore force feeds her yogurt and chicken noodle soup, and Priscilla starts fake choking in order to aspirating, get, yeah, yeah. To, to, to get her to undo the strap so she can make her escape by headbutting Lenore. Yeah, and pretty she, weak headbutt too. Yeah, and she co- it's comical how easily mm. she gets out of these straps. <sighs> yeah, she has one arm free, and all of a sudden, zoop. She's yeah, out. She's, she's out. It's like they're th- just like laying on top of her. Like she didn't need the head button. She no. could have just wiggled her way out easily at any time. Um, cut to Lily riding her bike up to what looks like a 
the back of a small warehouse. She unlocks the doors, goes inside to reveal that this is supposed to be her, shop. her nursery mm-hmm. slash greenhouse. Yeah. Now, again, this is a greenhouse nursery for plants that requires sunlight, but it's in a fucking warehouse that has no windows. There's no sunlight for these things. <laughs> um, Lily's walking around spraying the plants with like a water spray bottle. And we see the muddy feet walking through the nursery. Hearing the didgeridoo. Fucking didgeridoo. And <laughs> I hand, it picks up this large, like, head-clipping blade that Lily put down. And so she could go take a beetle outside. Because she has to, you know, a beetle needs to be cared for. Oh, sure. Well, she's totally hippy-dippy. Yeah. Every life is precious. Yeah. You know? Oh, God. And Lily comes back and notices the blade is gone. She wanders around the nursery looking for it. And again, again, the fucking didgeridoo fucking pop playing as the hand... <laughs> As Man, you got you got a, you got some hate for the didgeridoo. I hate this music. It's like God, I hate it. You just don't like the didgeridoo, or the, I hate vuvuzelas and didgeridoo. I just the, you don't like that effect. No, no. Oh man, I never met someone who hated an instrument with such passion. <laughs> the vuvuzela <laughs> is like the bane of my existence. I will not watch a soccer game anymore because of that goddamn instrument. Wow, that's um, some that's some hate. Yeah. Um, so anyway, this, you see a hand with the blade pop up from behind some plants in front of Lily. Uh, the screen freezes. Turns green, more artillery, and then fade to black. Cut to Hassan driving in his delivery van truck. Yeah, thing. So, so he has Hassan's it looks like an ex- hair, like an old exterminator. Yeah, van. exactly. It's, yeah, or electrician's van yeah. or something like that. Yeah, and he's got a, a hand painted banner tied to each side. That says Hassan's hair. Um, play, <laughs> playing the word um, hair. Um. Yeah. And um. He pulls up to Lily's nursery and goes, because like, Lily said, hey, come on in and get any kind of organic stuff you want mm. for your stuff. She's like, okay, I'll come. So He's on his way to go to the warehouse. Yeah, he's there. He pulls up there. And after basically, he gets in the warehouse, and he has like a small orgasm over, all, all, over the plants, basically. He's like, oh, my God, so many plants. He's basically, oh, by the will of Allah, the yeah. beautiful bounty of the earth. Oh. Yeah, he, yeah. yeah, it's ridiculous. And he turns to see the chopped up pieces of lilies sticking out of various pots, <laughs> plants. Like her head is in one one planter, and then her arms and feet are in various other ones. Mm-hmm. So she's all been, you know, she's been chopped up. Chopped up. He screams so ridiculously here. <laughs> oh, I can't even do it. I mean, it's just—it's it's almost like just... he's like doing that that way, like the like. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's funny because he screams, and I get you scream, but then he stops. <laughs> starts up again. <laughs> so he runs back to his van and drives away to a payphone to call the cops. He asks to be connected to the anonymous tips division, which leaves me scratching my head because I've heard of the homicide division. We've heard of narcotics divisions, but I've never heard of an anonymous tips division. Like, I can't <laughs> imagine that's a real thing. Not a division. Like, I, I know yeah. you get calling an anonymous tip, but I don't think there's a whole division, division. for that. <laughs> And it doesn't even matter what division it is because he, as soon as he asks to be connected, he runs out of the payphone back into his van. He doesn't even report <laughs> he what say he anything. wanted to call. Uh, uh, I need to connect to non-SIP division. Okay, bye. <laughs> he takes off. What? <laughs> so, and then this is where a hand reaches out from behind him, like the sheet. That Through separates, the curtains, yeah. Yeah, the cab from the back, and grabs his shoulder. It's just Priscilla. Who cares? Now, this van is so – this thing is magical because it changes so much. It does. And th- first of all, the front seats of this van are made from, like, old fold-up movie theater-style seating. Yeah. It's like there's, like, three seats. They all fold up, and th- there's an armrest on each end. 
It's like, how would that even work in a car? I kind of like it. <laughs> crazy. That can't be comfortable, though. Um, so Hippie Hassan yells out, yells at her for smoking in his van as she tells him that her parents drugged her and tried to brainwash her. And he tells about Lily and leaving an anonymous tip with the cops, which he obviously right, didn't, didn't do. And she's like, all right, whatever. I don't. Yeah, and it's like, that's totally fine. Let's just, hey, let's just go for a trip. Let's get out of here. Doesn't seem too concerned. No, not, doesn't give a shit. Right. She's like, let's just, yeah, let's just go for a drive. And they drive to some remote location. And Hassan shows her the back of his van, which is set up like a makeshift hair salon. And for a hippie, he has, that is so like anti non-organic products and, and, and Carson and Jenks because he throws a big fit over Carson. He has a shit ton of Aquanet in, yeah, the, in the back yeah, of Yeah, he's got a whole bunch of <laughs> like hairspray stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, he, tells, he tells Priscilla about his family and how they do not care for hair. And we get another fucking flashback, which is five years ago in Pakistan. And I've never been in Pakistan, but apparently according to them, Pakistan is a cornfield with a wooden sign in front of it. <laughs> So that Pakistan, is your Pakistan looks like the Midwest. It looks yeah, like Illinois. <laughs> yeah, looks looks like uh, rural Illinois. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so and in fr- there's this large metal shed. Hassan's sitting at a table with his father while a woman waits on them and pours them tea. Now this looks like something that you would see in a terrorist video because it's complete with like a masked man holding an AK-47 who just stands there and behind them. <laughs> And then during the flashback, this is where I was like, holy shit, because I was writing this in order. The very next scene is the father making a terrorist video. video. (laughs) He's sitting there talking to a camera with like a guy in a black bag over his head is on his knees with the guy with an AK standing behind him. he's wagging his finger at the (laughs) table. Fucking Al-Qaeda in this movie. (laughs) Jesus. So, uh, look, I'm just waiting for him to cut this guy's head off or something like that. Like, good God. So, uh, Hassan's father has him return his shipment of weapons, I guess, to the Taliban or Al-Qaeda or something like that. Because Hassan says he's basically like the delivery errand boy for yeah, his father's yeah. terrorist organization. And this is where he meets a woman who's got a shit ton of hair. It's, like, super, like, down mm-hmm. to her knees type hair. And he combs her hair... And this leads yeah, once him, he sees her hair, he's just he's he's, in, he's so he's like, wow, never have I seen such unbridled hair that yeah. needed care. And, oh. Like he suddenly found his calling in its hair. Yeah. And so this leads him to his love affair with hair and hair products. And this he's like, I want to stop believing being the delivery boy. I want to focus mm-hmm. my attention on hair. And uh, so, I want to stop being a terrorist. And I want to stop working on hair. hair. Yeah. <laughs> And so this basically ends up getting him exiled by his family. And back to the present, Priscilla is crying at his plight. Like, it's such a moving story that she's crying. Ugh. Oh, my God. Just I, At this point, I, w- I almost would have been slapped in the face with, like, a dead fish at this point. Just because, I, like, I can't – I don't know. Uh, the two of them are walking around the city while Hassan tries to disguise himself by wearing her purple hoodie and sunglasses. And they go to Hippie Stoner, this market or festival, like hemp. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like, like it's a, an outdoor flea market-like thing for hippies. I don't know what the, else is it called. Well, they said it was 420. It was 420, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but so uh, something going on. And she finds Stoner uh, from the beginning of the movie. And Hassan goes off by himself and walks past a missing-slash-wanted poster of Priscilla. And Hassan gets kidnapped back in his van. Oh, God. Um, 
Priscilla and Stoner go back to the van to find Hassan's stuff on the ground, and he's gone. Bummer, dude. He's gone. Yeah. <laughs> Cue the montage of Priscilla and Stoner walking around asking people if they've seen Hassan. Wow. Again, the worst, most annoying music I've ever heard plays. It's... I mean, it's some, like, shit for brains. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit yeah, for yeah. brains. That's exactly what it was. I, mean, it's, it's, I got shit for brains. brains. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's ridiculous. It's fucking goddamn. Um... So Lenora show Lenora shows up and tries to take Priscilla away. Stoner blows weed smoke in her face, which instantly causes her to pass out. And they I remember ca- the line was And they carry her off. If they're uptight, they go down without a fight. <laughs> when he blows the weed in her face. Jesus. Oh man. Or they're light. Yeah, or goes, like, when they're uptight, they go out like a light. That's yeah, what it was. That's like what that. it was. Yeah, because he just blows weed smoke we, in her face. Right. She, whoa, like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> just, just passes out. Yeah. They drag her off. So cut to Dr. Peaver's house where he has Hassan laid out on a surgical table. And we see bloody surgical instruments lying around. He wakes up Hassan and shows him that Peaver is now giving him ginormous tits. <laughs> just huge fucking tits he gave to Hassan. So let's talk about that for a second. Right, let's let's reset. It. <laughs> he just gave Hassan tits. Yeah. So this is his form of torture, essentially, is he's he's going to use him as a guinea pig for cosmetic experimentation yeah. because he ran out of Cambodian orphans. I was just, uh, yeah, you didn't let me get to that. Yeah, we got, that's coming up. Yeah, exactly. Oh, Which man. is the next thing I say. Cambodian, Cambodian orphans. orphans. Like, how does that even work? So he's... So he's not just one crazy. He's also apparently smuggling in, in, people into. Uh, he's, he's a, he's a tra- human, human trafficking. <laughs> what is going on with this guy? So, um, and he's like, "All right, you know what? You need to rest the sign because tomorrow we're gonna, you know, I'm gonna work on your vagina." So yeah, he's gonna be planning so, to give him a vagina next. So I think he's trying to turn him into like Caitlyn Jenner or something. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> Uh, Peaver leaves, and we cut back to Stoner and his chick now at their apartment or house. They're smoking out this huge glass bong. They're she, having a great time. She, yeah, she's like, hey, let's order a pizza. But it's like, oh, no, it's going to be two hours for delivery. I'm hey, like, man, it's 420. What? Smokers need that pizza, like, man. They need that pie. Two hours, really, for delivery? I've never heard that. Maybe there's just one pizza place in town. Yeah, I'm apparently done. one pizza place <laughs> in all of Oregon. Yeah. Um, so she decides to find, I'll go pick it up and said, leaving Stoner alone by himself. Now, a side note here, this, I want to say this movie in a way kind of reminded me of Sweatshop way back in the day, because it just in the sense that one, every character sucks. This yeah. in a different form of suck. And that everybody smokes. I'm not talking about weed, but like everybody's smoking cigarettes, cigarettes constantly. Yeah. I mean, if they're not smoking weed, they're smoking a cigarette, except for like Peaver, who's the only one who I don't think does. Um, Stoner gets hits the bong again and then begins to vomit immediately yeah. into his own hands. It's pretty gross. Which again, I've never smoked that much weed. Like I vomited into my own hands immediately afterwards. I don't think anybody has. So or who knows? Who knows? Yeah. So he rushes off to the bathroom and cue the fucking didgeridoo again as the person with muddy muddy feet enters the house. Uh, muddy feet pets the cat, picks up the glass bong. Stoner comes out of the bathroom and sits on the couch and offers weed to the cat. So Jesus Christ. hit, little guy? Uh, more didgeridoo sounds as the killer breaks the bong on the table and stabs Stoner in the stomach with the broken glass bong. 
his he spits up mouth blood in a shitty shitty death scene that takes way too fucking long. Party foul. It, it just goes on and on. You did catch the party foul bit, didn't yeah. you? Yeah, that yeah. was pretty ridiculous. Um, fade to green. Fade. <laughs> um, jump to the police station where Priscilla is wanting to report Hassan missing. Now, the detective spouts some more racial profiling bullshit <laughs> as Dr. Peaver enters, uh, saying that, and during this conversation, it's even more clear that this was shot at a fucking school. Yeah. <laughs> because there's a board hanging on the wall behind them that's outlined with, like, very colorful, like, rib- uh, like ribbon or board, yeah, board yeah. like you see, like, in a mm-hmm. grade school room. And then below that is a wa- drinking water fountain, like, like in a hallway. <laughs> And I think you know, I look at it, there's even like the school fire map is on the door. Like, in case of fire, go, this is where you go. <laughs> so the cop comes back in saying that there's been another murder found with hit with another hairball. The detective asks Priscilla to come along with him, and she replies with some, some replies with, "I have some fancy footwork in mind instead." And then she stomps on her father's toes and runs out the door. Peaver then treats us with an insanely over-the-top rant, probably the worst, biggest over-the-top one of the entire movie about taxes and APBs. Now, this clip I do have just because it's about a minute long, but it will you will get a perfect idea of what how <laughs> insane this guy is and how over-the-top his acting is. So enjoy this. Lawrence, looks like we got another one. Sweet shit of Christ. Zool cause is just like the others. This one's an impalement to go along with the hairball. I'll be damned. Where? Then on 13th of night, tentative ID is Gregory Grid Goulet. Grid? No! Little bitch. He's that hemp activist we've been trying to shut down for years. He's definitely from the same crew. It's a bit too convenient that another of your sister's running buddies turns their toes up just as Muhammad Al Massacre turns up missing. You care to come and view his handiwork, Miss Peaver? Actually, I got a little fancy footwork on my mind. Oh, my poor little metatarsal! Oh, this asshole! Stop her! She's speaking in foreign tongues! Oh! Sorry, Doc, but that murder scene is calling my name. Pike, let's hit the scene. I am a taxpaying citizen in the highest local bracket! Oh, she's mentally ill! I get bad action! on the good doctor's wayward little way. Let's go, Pike. L.A.P.P. L.A.P.P. Oh, my God! Not L.A.P.P. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> there is the best example of Dr. Peaver and his over-the-top re- just insanity that oh, this guy brings God. to So... Oh. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed that. Oh, my God. If you haven't seen it, that's... <laughs> Woo. So it cuts back to Hassan, who is strapped to either the surgical table or a bed at this point, and right back to Priscilla, who has now entered a bar and orders a Cosmo. So she's really not that concerned about her friend. <laughs> she she's really like, isn't. Missing. She's like, ah, I'm just going to go have a drink. Yeah. <laughs> and the bar TV is showing live coverage of stoner hippies murder scene. Um as Simone, the singer hippie, from the beginning enters frame. At first, I thought, oh, is she a waitress here? But uh, <laughs> no, She's turn- getting ready to do a gig. She's doing a gig, like, basically the equivalent of, like, a hole-in-the-wall dive bar with no, like, you see this bar, there's obviously no musical venue ever at Right, there's bar. no stage. There's no, there yeah, might, exactly. She might play in the corner, yeah, but yeah, there's no, no stage. stage. And it's just supposed to be an album that dropped, apparently. It's supposed to be a big deal. Sure. 
She um, has she has hired security. Yeah, she she um they because they go back to some room where they meet. Which is the only Nikki. different location it, you can it, tell. I was gonna say that. Like, I'm, we're just getting that because I have that later. In my it's supposed to be, I guess, the green room or the dressing right, room right, or, right. or something. It's someone's living room, and it's you know? obviously <laughs> not the same building at mm-hmm. all. Uh, and we meet baby Mickey, who is Simone's fat bodyguard, personal security. Yeah. And the two cops enter the bar, which the girls see because apparently at first they're like, oh, this is a wholly different room. No, apparently this is supposed to be the back of the same room of the bar, but it's completely different. Right. Because they see the cops come in, and Priscilla asks Simone if she can create a distraction so she can slip out the back. So this is Simone's thought process. I'll create a distraction. By making... Yeah, this is... Yeah, okay. No, I'll let you take this because her idea of distraction... Begins with her make self. Go ahead. Just you know what so, you think. Okay, so she's like, I'll help you make a distraction. She has two glasses that she puts down, takes her fingers, sticks them down her throats, and begins to vomit into each glass. And it's just like, it's it's disgusting. It she's is. just vomiting into these glasses. And I'm pretty sure she's doing it. She, you know, it's pretty darn close. <laughs> she's yeah, not. She's doing a great job of acting. I don't know how they would have faked it. I mean, I guess it's possible. But she's she, barfing into these glasses. She fills these cups, up, glasses up, and they're like, and it's like, like a close-up like, shot of her doing this. Yeah, they're like it's real twelve tight. ounce, like your twelve ounce mm-hmm. draft beer glass you see at a bar, and it, yeah, it's straight up close-up. It's disgusting. Um, and stage two of this distraction is to stumble up to the bar, coughing and saying she was poisoned. By well Poison. vodka. Yeah, by well <laughs> vodka. You got to get that good shit. <laughs> and. So jump to Simone and baby Mickey in her, their dressing room after all this happens because Priscilla. So while she's making that production, going, oh, I threw up. Oh God, I'm gonna get you. You know the security guards roughing up the bartender. That's when the cops show up and the Priscilla. And Priscilla makes them. her escape. Yeah. So back in the the dressing room or green room, which is a whole different room now. Some, uh, Simone says she wants to do a cleanse before she turns in for the night, and she sends baby Mickey out for some rum. Rum and Coke and a couple of double cheeseburgers. Um, the muddy feet are seen ascending a flight of stairs as the shit-inducing sounds of the didgeridoo play. <laughs> and I swear, like, that's what reminds me of, like, if that, everybody's heard, like, most people have heard the, the brown note, the myth of the brown note. To me, that's what, if that exists, it has to come from a didgeridoo. Man, you really hate the didgeridoo. Like, it just sounds like, the experience makes me like, like it's yeah, me, you kind of nailed it. It makes me want to poop for some reason. <laughs> so in the bathroom, Simone gives herself an enema in the bathtub while listening to some shitty... It's her album, Marshall. Yeah, yeah it's, it's shitty music. hippie music, which yeah. is the same goddamn song they were singing in the park at the very beginning mm. of the movie. And the muddy feet enter the room, and they get a bottle of bleach from underneath the sink, and they pour it into like the red... Into like the bladder, the, into the the, yeah, in, the red, the giant red hot like, could be a hot water bag, but the bladder mm-hmm. that's hanging up, pouring and, bleach into it, which she's she's using for her current enema up her yeah, ass, exactly. Which they don't show. Well, which I'm kind of glad they didn't. <laughs> uh, so throughout this whole scene, Simone's just laying in the tub, talking and singing to herself with her eyes closed. Which I don't know. I would think you would hear somebody walk into the bathroom, open up a cabinet door, maybe a, smell the bleach too, you would smell the bleach yeah. immediately. But she's like that. Like, Completely oblivious with her eyes closed. She's not sleeping. She's wide fucking awake. Yeah, she's, she's getting an enema. She's yeah, wide awake. She's wide awake <laughs> talking to herself and singing. And she finally does open her eyes. She sees the killer, which apparently she knows. But the killer, she's like, hey, you. And like immediately the killer squeezes the enema bag, 
filling Simone's rectum with bleach. She dies in a... The screen freezes, turned to green. <laughs> the bodyguard returns to find Simone dead. He carries a bottle of liquor and a large Ziploc bag of flour, which is supposed to be cocaine. Coke, but it's like a gallon. Yeah, it's like, so a, it's a, it's like, it's like a whole bag of flour in like a Ziploc bag. Hundreds of thousands of dollars of cocaine. It, you know, I'm easy. sure it was like a hundred grand's worth of cocaine, yeah. if that's what it is. And Which he just rubs furiously on his teeth and goes, yeah, when he finds it, he's like, oh no, while oh. Just doing his god-awful attempt at trying to cry. And, <laughs> and giving himself nummies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they show a shot shot of Simone with a wad of pubes in her mouth as she hangs over the bathtub edge. Back to Hassan and someone entering Peaver's house and the didgeridoo is heard. Uh, The hand reaches out and smothers Hassan's face with a black cloth and this takes us to Hassan sitting unconscious in the back of his van with a sign on his tits that reads bye-bye. Bye-bye, yeah. Uh, He begins to pray meditate whatever and have flashbacks in the back of his van which now has magically Father. changed as well yeah, yeah. because before it was set like we said a mobile hair salon but now all that's gone and it's replaced with two benches along the side right in place of where the mobile makeshift barber chair was it just completely just changed it uh but yeah he's having visions like his father and like priscilla and it's, it's yeah, and he's ridiculous. he's he's wrapped up. He's got ace bandages all around his chest, yeah. and kind of like the kind of give the idea that he's got boobs. And there's like blood seeping yeah. through it. Uh, so, and he looks down at his tit, <laughs> and each tit has been replaced with the face of Priscilla. Don't leave us. And they beg him not to leave. <laughs> yeah, they, the tits talk to him. He snaps back to reality and drives off, saying, "I'm coming, my love. Like my love." When did well, that happen? When there's, there's, like, no love interest no, whatsoever. Like you went on one blind date, like, months ago, and all of a sudden, like, this is the love of your life. It's, it's like, ugh. what? Where did that even come from? And it's not like she even has nice hair. She barely even has hair at all. Right. <laughs> um, so we get a montage of Hassan driving and Priscilla picking flowers in the park. Like, and playing, playing on the and, and f- frolicking in the park, yeah. skipping around. For someone who's, like, trying to hide from the police, I, I think, and her father. father and, wor- and, and still worried about Hassan missing. Yeah, let's go skip and she play in the park. She goes to drink beer and then play in the park. She is an <laughs> awful fucking friend. <laughs> I'm a fan of drinking beer. I'm a fan of playing in the park. But not when, like, I'm being chased by the cops and stuff. She's like, fuck it. I gotta do it. And my crazy fucking yeah. father. Oh, my God. So she ends up walking down the same path that Leaf did at the beginning of the movie where he where he was killed. Her father pops up, grabs her, mounts her on the ground, and then she grabs her father's nuts and squeezes them in order to get him off of her. <sighs> oh, God. that's It's funny he had so more funny. of a reaction when he got his foot stomped on than when he got his nuts crushed. He had more reaction to hearing <laughs> that they were going to put an APB out on her than <laughs> getting his nuts crushed. Uh, Hassan shows up, kicks perverse Peevers in the dick, then smothers so, him with his giant tits. He, he renders him unconscious with his tits. He's, he, he suffocates until he passes out. Yeah. After he's gotten his dick worked out twice, he's been kicked in the balls, <laughs> has balls squeezed by his daughter. Yeah. Then he's smothered, smothered with, with gi- tits. Giant fake tits. And before they leave, Priscilla pours a bottle of pills down her father's throat to make sure he stays unconscious. Or kill him. Bitch, he's, he's not waking up after that. I'm pretty sure you just murdered yeah. your father. <laughs> they go back to the Peaver house, and then they, she starts packing up a bag to leave town. 
Lenore is shown looking like she's fucking drunk or hungover or high or something. something. And then she just kind of leaps out on, onto Hassan's back. Uh, Going they, for that rear naked choke again. Yeah. They struggle down the hallway into the living room where she mounts him and yells at Priscilla to run before he sets off the bomb <laughs> and is about him with his like dinky little trophy when the cops magically bust show in. up. Yeah, like, they just bust in. Like, how do they even know what's going on there? Like, it makes the no cop, sense. Cops just bust in. They like kick in the yeah, door. It's kicking in. So the main cop pins Lenore down and puts his gun right in her face, like Right Dude, in her mouth. Yeah, this is this is like really aggressive. <laughs> gets a, she starts to lay down, he gets right on top of her, puts her gun the gun it's like right, right against her lips. We're talking almost. about like just centimeters away from her mouth. The goddamn Vuvuela didgeridoo is heard again as Lenora puts the gun in her mouth she and She then lo- starts like sucking the gun barrel. And like looks up at them with crazy eyes. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Cut to the cops escorting Lenora out of the house. And the detective telling Hassan and Priscilla that this was caused by dope mania. <laughs> so apparently that's a scientific thing, a medical sure. case of dope mania. Dope mania. And he says something sent her off on a psychotic drug binge, like one of those OCD kids in a candy store. <laughs> he tells him that she probably targeted Pixie's friends as an easy way to score. He apologizes to Hassan, gets a call from someone telling him that they found Dr. Peaver. Now, back in the house... Hassan, so they, they've pegged her as the killer. Yeah. They, they've so set, she, they say she's the killer. Yeah, they've set that up. So back in the house, Hassan and Priscilla chat. They kiss. The most awkward it, kiss it, I've so ever awkward. seen. It's yeah. like... Yeah. <laughs> it's so awkward. It's, it's the most uncomfortable kiss. It's like neither one wanted to kiss each other at all. It's like it's like kissing your dying grandma with all of her spit coming yeah, out. It's like, it, yeah. it's, you know, it's oh. just like, okay. <laughs> so Hassan then tells her he wants to become a Republican, which sets her off. Like, she flips out. She yeah, which up. is pretty funny because he's just like, yes, I, I'm an independent contractor and I am going to be a businessman and tech savings galore, Republican <laughs> Party. And he, so she gets up and starts heading down the hall, to, heads down to the bathroom in the hallway, like holding her head. Like her, The, like the news that he wants to be Republican has driven her into insanity. Yeah, like giving her, yeah. So Hassan comes down the hallway as we hear Priscilla talking in the bathroom and she says, fuck no, I will not kill Hassan for you. Not for me, for Mother Gaia. Shut the fuck up, you crazy psycho hippie bitch. Not him. Leave him alone. At this point, Hassan knocks on the bathroom door, asking if everything's all right. She comes out of the bathroom completely totally naked, naked, holding like a tiny. At first, I thought it was a pen, but it's, it's a like a pair tiny of pair, scissors. Light, tiny pair of scissors, and she's holding like she's gonna stab him with and it. She seems troubled. Yeah. You know, she's uh, yeah. her eyes are twitching. Uh, the camera does like this full body panning shot from like her feet up and we see her feet and ankles are now covered in mud and she's wearing what looks like a light brown or tan tiki grass mini skirt, mm-hmm. but it's supposed to be like her insanely overgrown pubes. It looked like a little skirt, yeah. but nope, it's her pubes. It's, supposed to be the pubes. it's her pubes so out of control. And at first of all, I'm like, beyond all this, I'm like, where does the fucking mud come from? <laughs> she's in a bathroom. Where's the mud come from? <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get it either. So she knees him in the balls, I think, because you can't tell. It just he just falls. Yeah, he over just kind of falls over holding his balls. Yeah, but doesn't like, look like she even hits him. Like I yeah. guess maybe like mental telepathy. She hits him in the balls, <laughs> <laughs> and um, 
we get the camera gives a between the leg shot from behind of Priscilla and her crazy ass. Bush. And there's more bush hanging down like, like on her, her ass crack. It's like butt, coming yeah. round, like underneath. And it just it's all over. Yeah. yeah. And she's talking back and forth herself, and one of their voices introduces herself as Pixie. And she's it's she's trying to do kind of like what what Andy Circus did in uh, Lord of the Rings when With he was Gollum, Gollum yeah, like back, going yeah. back and forth, but it's so. It, Bad. Between like Smeagol and Gollum. Right, and she's trying to go back between Christine and Pixie. Priscilla and Pixie. Priscilla and Pixie. Yeah. And I'm just, it's so bad. I mean, she doesn't make any inflection of one or the other, doesn't speak differently, doesn't change the no, pace. No, it's like, no, sound. I will not kill him. No, you better kill him. I will not kill him. And it's probably even worse than that. It I, really it, is. It, it yeah. Bad. yeah. Like when you were doing it before, you were doing it, like when you were doing it at the bathroom scene, <laughs> yeah. you were doing better then. Yeah. Um. So she grabs, oh, I'm sorry, Um. She, while she's talking back and forth, um, she tries to stab Hassan with the pair of scissors. He rolls out of the way. She grabs a flower vase, and this knocks a bottle of hairspray on the floor, which Hassan grabs. Pixie tells her to take the flowers out of the vase because she doesn't want any more innocent victims. I'm like, bitch, the flowers are, are already dead. dead. <laughs> dead You're shriveling up. <laughs> you didn't do a very good job of oh. taking care of your precious babies. So what happens next made me just pause the movie and shake my head and, like, what the fuck moment. So because Priscilla uh, and Pixie have been talking back and forth, and they're like, okay, well, we'll just smother him. Yeah. Her pubes come to life and form what looks like a pube penis, <laughs> and it injects itself into Hassan's mouth. Bingo. <laughs> this is, let that sink into your, your heads for a minute. I'm going to give you a few seconds to reminisce and, and wrap your about mind that about one. that. All right, you got that? <laughs> because <laughs> Jesus Christ. So Hassan lights a lighter and sprays the hairspray, setting the creature from the living pubes aflame. <laughs> and he stands up, looks down at Priscilla, who is now curled up in the fetal position, rocking back and forth, repeating the words, sustainability, accountability, responsibility, just over and over and over again. <sighs> Cut to a security camera feed of Priscilla handcuffed in an interrogation room and coloring with crayons as a woman with a clipboard watches her and takes notes. Shaking her head. Yeah. Shaking oh, no. Her head. Oh, She's mm-hmm. a crazy one. So, mm-hmm. so in the detective detective's office sits Hassan. Which is another, like, small classroom. <laughs> yeah, a small classroom. And Dr. Peaver is wheeled in in a wheelchair. Because <laughs> I guess it's, I don't know His why. nuts it's, have been so damaged yeah, he, he can't, can't walk. walk. That's exactly what I was thinking. Um, Peaver says that he will remove the tits and help fund Hassan's beauty salon and even support him in becoming an American citizen as long as no criminal charges are filed against him, which Hassan agrees to. The woman with the clipboard enters. She's the police psychologist, and she basically will be in charge of Priscilla's care and treatment, which, again, doesn't make sense because a police psychologist wouldn't be in charge of a suspect. She'd be sent right. off to a hospital. <laughs> like, that doesn't make any sense. They don't, like, anyway. So she explains how Priscilla's psyche just shattered at the inability to process uh, Pixie's death, her twin sister. After some more over-the-top acting by Peaver. Way, way over the top. He's wheeled out, and Hassan asks if Priscilla will ever again regain her sanity and offers that a simple wash and set might help. (laughs) I'll just wash her hair. She'll be fine. She'll be fine. She'll be fine. Totally. Cut back to Priscilla, and we see that she's now handcuffed to Pixie as the fucking didgeridoo shits out some more noise. (laughs) 
They argue, and Priscilla ends up grabbing Pixie's head and smash, slamming it down repeatedly into the desk. The next camera shot shows Priscilla unconscious um, on the desk as Pixie's talking, saying that she can wait and meditate till the time, till it's time to spread the word of Mother Gaia once more. Priscilla begins to sit up, but when she fully sits up, she is replaced by Pixie, who says that Earth Day is every day. Cue more shittery do. <laughs> Freeze frame. Fade to green. <laughs> Roll credits into shitty hippie music you've heard five times already in this movie. Starts up again. Uh, during the credits, they show like the childlike crayon drawings of each of the murders. I kind of like that. Yeah, I, I, it's like the one thing I kind of like. Yeah. And it also says at the end, like, no animals, hippies, or Pakistanis were hurt during the making <laughs> of this film. That's Earth Day. That pile of mother, I oh I don't even want nope I'm not nope it's done it's over <laughs> moving on yeah <laughs> um so moving on favorite kill there can be only one favorite kill Aaron what what do we got well there wasn't a ton of kills I mean no. let's see uh, I mean we had the kills but they were limited my favorite has to be Pixie. The uh, effect with the truck rolling back. For some reason, I just love that one. Okay. Like, rolls over ahead and then just keeps going and rolls over again. <laughs> you know, it's it's, pr- it's pretty funny. And it, like I said, it was good enough. And it was it was cheesy enough, but good enough to make me smile. Okay. All right. Uh, for me, it wasn't Pixie. Uh, most of the time, I'll go up any, any kind of dick savvy. So I've done that in the past. <laughs> Uh, that's always a classic. That's a classic. That's a good one. <laughs> but just because we've seen it before, I have never seen anybody get murdered by a bleach enema. That's a new one. So that's a new one. So yeah. I'm gonna, even though it's not a great scene, I'm just going to go, that's original. <laughs> as shitty as this movie is, at least I've never seen a bleach murder enema scene in, yeah. before. So I'm going with that one. Um, so that's that. There's our favorite kills. Uh, let's move on to odds and ends. Not only did they watch these films, they researched them too. Ugh, what is wrong with these guys? Uh, starting with ratings, I, I just, again, I shake my head at this. IMDb gives it a 5.6 out of 10. Jesus Christ. And I broke this down. I finally wanted to break this down. So it had 75 total votes or, or ratings. 27 people gave it 10 stars. 27 people must have worked on the set. That's exactly yes. what I was thinking. They yeah. worked on or knew somebody. And two votes in the females ages set 45 and older group gave it a 9.5. Because uh, my daughter worked on that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Ron Tomatoes, no thermometer score. I get 100% audience score. <laughs> well, it's probably one person voting. Seven users. Seven. So all seven of these people. I, so again. <laughs> okay, no, figure this out. This is where the, this gets really weird. All right. So percent of people that give it 3.5 stars or higher. So 100% people gave it three and a half stars or higher. Out of seven user ratings. The average rating, it said all on Rotten Tomatoes. You can find it here. Average rating is 2.8 out of five. The math doesn't add up. <laughs> this movie has caused the laws of mathematics to go into chaos. <laughs> Every stat I got directly from the Ron Tomatoes website, and it doesn't make sense. <laughs> How do you have a 100% audience score when the average rating is 2.5, but 100% of the people gave it a 3.5 or higher? Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> 
And Amazon, at least Amazon got it right one out of five. Yeah, that's but, the. I think that's the lowest Amazon rating we've ever seen. But there's only one review. One review. review. One review. And it's someone who doesn't have any connection with the movie. Yeah. Because there's no possible uh, way you would give it more than one star. So, plot keywords, there are only three. Earth Day, environmentalism, and plastic surgery. They didn't have... No castration. They didn't no, have, nothing. like, pubes? Like, Weed, killer pubes? St- yeah, pubes. Killer pube penis? Yeah, nothing. No? That would be my... Yeah, killer pube penis. Yeah, so let's think about maybe word. a couple other ones. Let's see. Um, death by Enema, yeah. I think, would be another one. Human trafficking. Human trafficking, yeah. Okay. Um, severed penis. Duh, yeah, that's a guinea. Sure. Uh, wine bottle death. Yeah. Just insane doctor. Death by bong? Yeah. Death Damn. by bong. There you go. Um, surprisingly, I should say, not surprisingly, but there is absolutely zero trivia for this movie. I couldn't find anything about this movie worthwhile. Well, you did find that Mr. Ooh La La was on yeah, Jerry Springer. I did, I did find that. But to make up for it, we get to play the budget game. Oh, shit. Time for Aaron to blow his wad with the budget game. All right, Aaron, budget, what do you think was the budget for Earth Day? Oh, man, uh, 75000 Holy god damn, you suck at this. No, I'm sorry. budget for this game, $10,000. Holy crap, <laughs> I was going super low, <laughs> too. Super high, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> $10,000. The thing, the reason I went that, I mean, there was a lot of people in this movie, a lot of Faces, a lot of different people. Like, yeah, but I you can't know. imagine those people actually got paid. I don't think they did either. But I, I think most of the budget went to the, 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 the head effect. The head game right, run right, over. right. <laughs> oh. So there it is. Uh, <laughs> so I got well, moving on to uh, five star reviews. These special movies have a place in these special people's hearts. Five star reviews. All right, now. Again, zero. Yeah. No five-star zero. reviews. Zero. That, a, on Amazon. Let that sink in for a minute. Zero five-star reviews. I think this is... We've only had a handful that have had zero, right? Yeah, this is like yeah. our second one, I think. Yeah. Um, however, there was a 10-star review on IMDb. 10-star review? And this guy wrote, like... Pages Jesus Christ. Of it. I'm not going to read it all. I was I'm about to say, dude. <laughs> I, but you see, I'm going to... Cover the highlights here. I saw it from James Warmills. I saw the premiere of Earth Day, one of the three sold-out showings at the Diva on Earth Day. Originally, the premiere was going to be held at the Bayou, but the powers that be changed at the last minute because they found the movie too off-putting. This from a theater <laughs> that featured Troma's Poultry Geist. I had to see the movie that dis- so I had to see the movie that disgusted the Bayou. Skip all this because it just it's just recapping the movie. So we've done Poultry Guys. Yeah, we did call Poultry Guys. And it, they said that this movie was worse than Poultry Guys. Yeah. They wouldn't show it. Um, so skip, uh, skip ahead. That said, one should never go to movie premieres because the crowd is full of friends of the movie and they'll laugh and cheer no matter what you toss up on the screen. It's hard to enjoy the work of art this way. Nonetheless, <laughs> I can tell you this wasn't your typical support your local art despite how shitty it is movie. I was able to get a screener copy for private viewing. Set entirely here in Lane County, Earth Day captures local flavor perfectly. Rebellious kids, weed everywhere, long pizza delivery times, uh, blah, blah, blah. That's funny. I guess it was an inside joke. Yeah. 
Earth Day remains original and fresh. Unlike most low-budget films, we are treated to a cohesive and easy-to-follow work. The cliches and over-the-top acting add to the comfortable, campy theory that fits the actors well. And the themes of protecting our mother, Gaia, and racial profiling bring a level of social responsibility rarely seen in gore films. And somehow I made an entertaining movie sound boring. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I give this 29 out of 38 stars and take a seat across the table from the director and pick his brain. Then he leads some stupid website. 29 stars out of 38. 38. Fuck you, James. <laughs> Get fuck you. Get fuck, Get fuck James. James. Uh, moving on now. Uh, mystery view uh, from Z Movie Fan. I like the poster, but unfortunately did not like the movie very much. I had high hopes since it was made here in Oregon. But it wasn't scary or gory or clever. Uh, <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> the open was watchable and somewhat entertaining with four friends sitting around a very tiny tree. The first murder, his blood being splashed. That wasn't blood or that wasn't that bl- bad. Excuse me. It was after some cops show up that this movie went downhill for me. So basically after five minutes. It, yeah, basically <laughs> five minutes in. Yeah, it sucks. The scenes where people get stalked or killed were okay. Somewhat funny. I have always hated movies where cops show up and investigate what the audience already knows. Another negative was the forced humor. The running time seemed a little long, and I did fast forward quite a bit. I'm sure others will enjoy it. I didn't. Just my opinion. <laughs> what was his rating? Uh, that was not, I think that was like a three-star one, or something. I don't have that rating, but yeah. Uh, last one I read. This is the one-star review from Amazon. Okay. From Blackjack. So we have a one-star. One-star review. What my opinion of this film is depends on who made it. If it was produced, directed, and acted by a bunch of freshman film school students as part of a school project, it is marginally acceptable first effort to try to make something. Don't let it depress you that you largely failed. Everyone has to start somewhere. (laughs) If it was done by sophomore and above film school students, I think you should seriously consider switching majors. If it was done by a company as a serious attempt at producing something resembling entertainment, I predict death by starvation for everyone involved, <laughs> as you will probably, as you are probably delusional enough that you won't realize that declaring bankruptcy and a change in careers is your only path to salvation. I'd be angry that I paid to watch this, except I was, I am suspecting that it was produced via the third option. And I am choosing to write off my investment to the film in the film as charity to help those unforgivable souls stave off their impending starvation for just a little longer. On a positive note, I used to be frustrated by how bad most sci-fi channel original films were. But in creating this film, you have provided valuable perspective on how they are not the worst possible films, thereby helping to alleviate the frustration. So thanks, one star. <laughs> This guy yeah. took it very personally. He was talking about <laughs> s- kind of saving their lives by paying to see this movie. Yeah. Man. So uh, that brings us basically to the end. Well, fire, final final thoughts, recommendations, clothing words. Aaron, uh, it's going to be a pretty no-brainer, but go ahead. Yeah, be perfectly it. honest, I'm a little bit on the fence about this one. Fuck you. you it's just that. so weird. I mean, it's a weird movie. It's too long. It is, it's yeah. it's way too long. If you edited it down, and there's a lot of opportunity for editing, so you know you gotta you gotta cut a lot of that shit out to make it good. So bad it's scary. 
Uh, I think it had potential, to be perfectly honest, if you're going to make it a campy goof, but that just, they missed the marks. Yeah. Like, the overacting bits by Peaver, too much. You know, I mean, I don't mind a little, you know, but it was just, oh, God, I mean, just pick him here and there. The oh, the, the racist stuff was too much, or it just done wrongly. I think it had a chance, but it just, it failed. Okay. So. <clears throat> um, I'm there with you. It's exactly so bad, scary. Yeah. Uh, this movie is garbage um i will agree with you though i, I didn't think about it till you said it, that uh you know the premise isn't that bad mm-hmm. like but i agree with you completely that that they missed the mark like if they mm-hmm. would have made if they would have gotten the campy the camp aspect better it right. would have been a better movie mm-hmm. but they Completely fucked up the campiness of it. You needed better actors. Yeah, I think that just their actors were not good or not no, cast correctly. Awful I'm sorry, but the the gal, the lead, she was fucking dog shit. She, she was, was so bad, so bad, and she's bland Ugh. and like no emotion. I mean, Hassan was okay. Hassan you know? was okay. He's, yeah, he. But that tried... accent was still fucking retarded. You yeah, know, yeah, but I mean, I mean, at least he tried to be like you mm-hmm. know have some emotion, change things up a little bit. She was just like mild, like just. Dead and the whole movie. Oh my god, just flat affect, you know, like she's Xanaxed out, you know. The, but uh, on the opposite end, because of how shitty this movie is, if by some chance you feel like you have to watch this movie, the only redeeming thing I started enjoying is Dr. Peevers. He's so over the top <laughs> crazy that it's almost enjoyable to watch because everything else is so shitty. shitty. Yeah. I mean, he sucks, but at least he's doing it in a fun, entertaining way. He's so over the top. And that's, again, it just doesn't, he's so over the top and everyone else is so bland. The You know who actually wasn't too bad either was the um, his assistant or his wife. Lenore. She wasn't horrible, but she, she's hard to look at, though. Yeah, but yeah she, she's, <laughs> she wasn't horrible. Yeah. She wasn't the best. She wasn't a peevers, but she. No. All right. Yeah. That's it. Uh, it sucked. It sucked. I mean, we're trying to yeah. talk. It's fucking sucked. I'll just go, I'll just go get high or something. And, and hey, Earth Day! Earth you know, it's just two days yeah. after four twenty. I'm sure you got a little bit of your stash still yeah, lying around. Let's get let's get something done here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to help re- alleviate this ugh, off of us. You know, there is something positive because it was such a horrible movie. We did save a little bit of. We we didn't make as much production. Our carbon footprint has been is lower. Yeah, because it's such a bad movie. No one bought it. So exactly, that's yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. Good on it, Earth Day. Yeah. All right, so that's it for us. Uh, check out our Facebook page. Uh, check out our website, HorribleHorrorPodcast.com. We're also on Twitter at SoBadIt'sScary. We're on Instagram at HorribleHorrorPodcast. Uh, you can download and listen to the podcast. Check us out on Podbean at HorribleHorror.Podbean.com. And, of course, download, subscribe, like us, and all that on uh, the mighty iTunes. All 100% free. We thank you very much, Moon Goons, for all your continued support and listening. Spread the word. Until next time, watch more horror movies, everybody. Take care. Bye-bye.